Grace be with you and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. We are going to study the theme, Education. Lesson 13, Heaven, Education and Eternal Learning. Our memory text for this week, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor hath entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9. The fate of the dead. For centuries, human beings have been confronted with death for 6,000 years. And it's a shock when a loved one does not live anymore. Suddenly, gone. The body, it was warm and then cold. You've talked to someone, he answered, and the next moment, nothing. Nothing at all. Just gone. And many philosophers, many intelligent thinkers have thought about this. What is after death? What, what's going on? And many, many theories were created. But only one, one aspect is the truth. And this we find in the Bible. And Jesus said it, when people are dead, then they sleep. They are without consciousness. They don't know anything. Because the whole organism, the brain, no more blood that goes in cycles, they're around, nothing. It's gone. Everything stops. You sleep you rest, you don't know anything. You do not know if you sleep. 10 days, 100 years, 1,000 years. You don't know anything. You just sleep. It is the sleep of death. And it's good so that it is like this. Imagine when the dead could see what's going on on this planet. There would never be a chance for rest. And when they see what, what's going on in their family, when a man sees that his wife marries another man, and uh, unthinkable, you rest. You don't know anything at all. It's just sleeping. But this is... Not the end. 
It is not asleep forever. If you love God, because we have read things which God has prepared for those who love him. If you love him, then you will get a reward. When Jesus comes back, if you look at this piece of art here, when he comes back, he will send out his angels, and his angels will wake up and collect the dead. They will get a new body first there, called from the sleep, the thing are wide awake, get a nice new body, and then up to the center of the universe. There we are assembled. Fascinating, fascinating future. A new existence. In Revelation 21, we read, in verse 3, And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them. And they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them, and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. And there shall be no more death. Imagine what's written here. There shall be no more death. Neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain. For the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. Which things? <laughs> all things. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. Write, this is the truth. No more death, no more pain. Only living, 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 full of quality. That's the future. If we only had these verses in the Bible, I would already be satisfied. No more death. As a pastor, I often have to be at a burial, speaking the last words, seeking to speak words of comfort for the morning people. And can there be more comfort than telling people such verses? This is our future. This is our hope. No more death.
wenn Peter, der Apostel, wrote his second epistle, and then chapter 3, verse 10, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. So it's a surprise for those who do not know that there is a return of Jesus Christ. In the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are then shall be burned up. So how can you survive if this earth becomes a melting pot? Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in all holy conversation and godliness. Looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. This is the day of the Lord. So when he comes again, and if the angels would not take the elect with them, like a helicopter rescuing someone with a rope out of the chaos, if not, what chance would we have? This planet will not survive. It will be destroyed with fire. But then it will be made new. And then we will come back from other planets, on our planet. And from here we can go through the universe. Quick as the angels. Then shall we know. Then shall we know. Then shall we know what we haven't found out yet. In the first letter to the Corinthians, the Apostle Paul writes in chapter 4, verse 5, the following. Therefore judge nothing before the time until the Lord come, who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and will make manifest the counsels of the hearts. And then shall every man have praise of God, those who love God. And in chapter 13, verse 12, we read, For now we see through a glass darkly. So in those days, they hadn't glasses as we have today. It's, it was dark 
and you, you couldn't see very clearly. In those days, young ladies who wanted to look at their beautiful faces somewhere had to go to a lake and look into the water. So they liked washing, because then they could look in the water and look at the face and then wash and look into the face. It was as if you had a class you could look in. For a long time, people weren't able to look into a mirror. It's a, an invention which is not so old as other things. And in those days, you had no mirror but only metal, which was polished, but, yeah, it, it was not so easy to, to see the face clearly. Therefore, Paul says, For now we see through a glass a mirror darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as also I am known. Here, we cannot see the whole picture. That's impossible. Corridan Baum, this lady from Netherlands, who with her sister and her father had hidden some Jews in their house, the watchmaker house, but then it was discovered, there was a traitor. And then they were sent to prison and her father died there. And it was a hard time for Corrie. And later on she wrote many books. And in one of these books she describes secrets of life are like the following. You see a carpet, and it is woven. And from time to time, you do not like the structure of the colors, and say, oh no, I do not like this very much. Couldn't we, we change that? But it isn't changed. It is the carpet of your life, and it is woven. When you are with God, the carpet is turned around. You have always seen the back only. And then you see it in front. And then you say, Oh, how beautiful. That's the carpet of my life. This is the structure. Oh, great. Thank you, Lord. Then, now, then shall we know. And then we will understand. And then we will praise him. Say, oh, thank you. You knew it in advance. Thank you. Thank you a lot. The school in the hereafter. I read a text from Second Corinthians chapter 4 from verse 16 onwards. For which cause we faint 
not, Paul says. This is a strong word. We faint not. <laughs> what does he mean? But through our outward man, but so our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. The older you get, the weaker your body, the less energy, and in the end you, you can't even get up and you sleep away in your bed. Hopefully. But the inner man is renewed daily, Paul writes here. You can be stronger in your inner man. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, works for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Our light affliction, which is but for a moment. Because it's just for a moment, in Paul's eyes, it is a light affliction. It's just now. But he looks forward to the time hereafter, to the school hereafter. A lifelong education in eternity, never-ending story. It goes on and on and on. And we, we learn and learn and learn from the great teacher. And what has been troublesome for us here today, when we are there, it will seem light in comparison what we get then. So here it is a moment, and then it's eternity. Here it is short, there it is long. And it's good that the bad times are short and that the fine times are for eternity. It's better than as if it were the other way around. God prepares for us something which no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no one could even think it, such a quality of life. Imagine a whole universe there for you. It's so big that we even don't know how big it is. We, we don't know nothing about it. Only it's huge. It's, it's bigger than everything we can think about. And in this school in the hereafter, he will explain what we haven't understood here. And we will say, aha, uh -huh. ah, there. We are able to understand what we haven't understood here. Everything will be clear to us. Then, in the school hereafter, not everything 
will be clear for us here. Sometimes we'll be stunned, we don't understand, we can't explain. It's a moment, but then it's everlasting eternity. And then, yeah, we will sing songs of praise, of joy, because we see that it is all real and all truth and it has come to life, we will experience it in reality. The great teacher, Ellen T. White had many, many visions. And the longest vision was about this great controversy between light and darkness. When she had a vision for five minutes, she could write about this for months. So much information she got in five minutes. But when she got this vision, it was about four and a half hours, she wrote a lifetime about it, a lifetime. And at the end of this book, it, it was a series, Patriots and Prophets, Prophets and Kings, The Desire of Ages, The Acts of the Apostles, The Great Controversy. And the last chapter in the book, The Great Controversy, and there the last passages, we find these words, the years of eternity, as they roll, will bring richer and still more glorious revelations of God and of Christ. Day by day. As knowledge is progressive, so will love. Reverence and happiness increase. Imagine, love will increase. Not only knowledge, love, happiness. It will increase daily, more and more and more. The longer we are there, the happier we are, the more love we have. Oh. The more men learn of God, the greater will be their admiration of his character. Oh, these are sentences. I could bath in there, dive in there. As Jesus opens before them the riches of redemption and the amazing achievements in the great controversy with Satan, the hearts of the ransomed thrill, they thrill, with more fervent devotion. Think of that. More fervent devotion. And with more rapturous joy, they sweep the harps of gold 
and 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands of voices unite to swell the mighty chorus of praise. Have you ever sung in a choir with many voices? When you are amidst this choir and the voices swell, 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 then the back, it, it, it shivers with cold. You, you, you feel how, how these waves of sound go through your body. And there are ten times thousands and thousands and thousands. They will sing together. They will unite out to the heavenly choir. Imagine singing there, playing with the golden harps. This will be a, an experience. The great controversy is ended. Sin and sinners are no more. Sin? No more. Sinners? No more. There are only people who are fine people who do not do you any harm. The entire universe is clean. One pulse of harmony and gladness beats through the vast creation. <laughs> oh, these are great sentences. From him who created all flow life and light and gladness throughout the realms of illimitable space. And every creature declares God is love. Summary. We have a piece of painting here. Painted by Maximilian Jansche, the Austrian artist. Jesus, the mediator. One hand on the throne of God, and with the other hand, he takes your hand. He's the mediator. He combines heaven and earth through the cross because he paid the price there that he could combine heaven and earth again. He repaired the bridge. And he is the bridge between heaven and earth. The cross, he is not fixed there any longer. You can only see the blood there and the nails. And in his hands, you can see, still see where the nails pierced him. And you see the people. The people beaming with joy. And he will send his angels, and they will collect. And those who are dead, they will wake up. They will be transformed. In 1 Corinthians 
chapter 15, the Apostle Paul writes, verse 51, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep in death, but we shall all be changed. So that's for all. Whether you live when he comes or you have to be get out of the graves, you will be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, so it will not take billions of years, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible. Incorruptible. And we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption. And this mortal must put on immortality. So those who you can see them flying on the right side of the painting. They have already been transformed, changed, new body. It is the body of the angels. Jesus said, you will be like angels. Therefore, we can cross the universe from one second to the other don't need any rocket. It's a snake, a rock, uh, a, a slug. It's slow, a rocket. We are quick, <laughs> much quicker, quicker than the light. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on, me, on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Death is swallowed up in victory. We long for that. That's our desire. Oh, our Lord Jesus, come quickly.